sandwich. Only one in the game, only staying sane cause I keep changing. KG and rap is one in the same, that's why I'm famous. NPC phonies, you ain't cause you rainless. My Range Rover sits on 22 inches, draws me to pinch, just to convince it's not a dream. This is what they say, it really is Kenny G live and P. Arson, trying to work it, not a fop, I be doing service. Your heart is straight from the source. Rap game circuit city. I be selling scoreboards for some MVP. How you going from, 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 from the back seat? And when I roll by, I hear the scene freeze. It's like I'm near war speed. In the game, it's just Kenny G. Everybody else, just some NPCs. In the game, it's only Kenny G. Everybody else, just some NPCs. Y'all be sitting around thinking what they thinking. Just me in the game, and I'm hardly breaking a sweat. Just me in the game, babes. If you got some quests, no, I'm your best bet. So if you got some quests, no, I'm your best bet. Said if you got some quests, no, I'm your best bet. If you got some quests, no, I'm your best bet. Said if you got some quests, no, I'm your best bet. Blow so money like Fallout 3. Shouts to my boy Q Titties, all I see. Shouts out to White Rock, homie Smoke Teach. Shouts out Sassy Ladies up at UBC. No doubt, it's official, Kenny G. I'm thinking about running for presidency. And I never got a problem trying to get up. See, I live my dreams IRL, just way more vivid. Ain't kidding, I'm a grown ass man, I ain't kidding. Can't hold dissing, no cream filling. Rhyme so vicious, thought I was a villain. Well, I guess I am more jokerless citizen. They always looking for a synonym, trying to put me in a box of shit, but they can never describe this. They can never understand this G-Force, namely how I rock this. In the game, it's just Kenny G, everybody else, just some NPCs. In the game, it's only Kenny G, everybody else, just some NPCs. Yo, I been sitting around thinking, what they thinking? Just me in the game, and I'm hardly breaking a sweat. Just me in the game, babes, if you got some quests, no, I'm your best bet. And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there, Kenny G from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada with non-playable characters from Kenny G's song, in the key of G. And thank you, Daniel Child from Nimbus Recordings for giving me this recording of Kenny G. Daniel Child sent this to me, Nardwarda Human Serviette, for the Nardwarda Human Serviette radio show. And Daniel Child from Nimbus Recordings says this, quote, about Kenny G from Vancouver. Part of Kenny G of Vancouver. And here we go, right here. Part is his G... Kenny G from Vancouver. Part in his... Part, I'm not sure if I'm reading this correctly, but no, and I'm not joking either. Part is his genius is the uncompromising attitude of his first take rapping, where Kenny G spits his songs all the way through, no dubs or adjustments. A true artist and a very talented rapper. So thank you very much, Daniel Child from Nimbus Recordings, for giving me Nardwar to Human Serviette, this brand new exclusive of Kenny G from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, recording. 
recorded at Nimbus Recordings, and we heard right off the top there, Kenny G with non-playable characters from Kenny G's songs in The Key of G. Today on the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show, interviews with Temples from Kettering, England, and as well, an interview with from Miami, Florida, the rapper Gunplay. Temples and Gunplay today on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And to get you ready for Temples, here's Temples with their track, Sun Structures. And in an interview with Temples on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show.
Who are you? James. From? England. From? <laughs> Temples. From Temples. How's it going? James, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. It's great to be here. Thanks for having us. And James, who do you have beside you right now? Thomas Edison Wormsley. Hi, I'm Tom. Hello, Tom. Hi. Together you are? Temples. But we are missing a few people, too. We should give them a shout-out. Who are we missing right now from Temples? <laughs> We're missing uh, Sam and Adam. Temples, right off the bat, I have a gift for you from April 1959. Really? A gift for you from April 1959, some Les Paul and... Mary Ford. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Wow. At the Save a Penny. Oh, that is amazing. Oh, gosh. What's the tune called? At the Save a Penny Superstore. I don't actually know that track, so I'm very intrigued. Anything by Les Paul and Mary Ford is pretty amazing, so... Yeah, what can you tell the people about Les Paul and Mary Ford and Temples? I think... Les Paul and Mary Ford, especially Les Paul, kind of invented rock and roll, I think, in many ways, in that he invented multi-track recording. And, um, yeah, and I think rock and roll, I guess, is done in one take, usually. But um, the whole production thing and how it's evolved when you've got these great, um, certainly psychedelic records that have fantastic recording techniques, it all stems from this genius who invented it and put an extra tape head on a machine. And not recording in a studio either. Yeah, yeah you know. exactly the same. Hotel rooms they chose, but we chose, uh, you know, it's kind of a hotel, parents' house, you know, you treat it like a hotel sometimes. And I'm really excited now, possibly Temples will be covering at the Save a Penny Superstore. Yeah, maybe we could, yeah, I need to hear it first, see what key it's in, see if it's possible. Well, that's your just to keep. Thank you very much, that's very kind. Thank, Thank you. you, yeah, amazing. Thank you. Temples, here you are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I actually saw you guys play in Texas. Okay, South by Southwest. At South by Southwest at the British Music Showcase. Oh, yeah, okay. Was that the, the last one that we did? Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. That was good, yeah. And I noticed that you, James, were wearing fur. You were wearing fur on stage in Texas. That's pretty punk, isn't it? Fur. It's the epitome of punk, I'd like to think, yeah. Get that fur. It looked really hot up there. Yeah, it's, it's just a fur collar, which I, I got my mum to sew onto a leather jacket. Because you can't really find good enough jackets of a fur collar these days. They all smell of, like, kind of, like, mould. So I got a, a more new jacket and a, and a contemporary collar. What was the reception to the fur in Texas? Were people like, wow, you're going for it? Did many people react at all to the fur? Uh, I don't know, really. I People coughing up fur balls, I think. Yeah, yeah. Hot things cool you down. So, yeah, I think that's yeah. the Some method. Negative. Behind. Yeah. And Tom, I also saw you on stage rocking out. Yeah, that was me. You were rocking out pretty good. And beside you was Adam. There was Adam there as well. He was rocking out, I think. Yeah. And I love the idea that Adam has equal devotion to keyboards and guitars. Basically, it stemmed from he didn't have enough to do just playing keys. So um, we said, oh, yeah, you're a guitar player more than you're a keyboard player. Why don't you play guitar? And then uh, ever since, that's it. It's a 50-50 down the middle. But I love that he wears the guitar while playing the keyboard. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, so you can be ready for at any moment, you know, to swap from one to the other. But that makes some people angry, like Noel Gallagher got angry about that? Yeah, I didn't, he didn't like seeing, I think he's kind of bandy legs or something, he said. But, um... I don't know why. I think maybe it's because Noel hasn't got as good legs as Adam. I think that's it, yeah. I think he said he needed a stool to sit down on, which, yeah, we, we don't really agree with. 
I thought he looks really cool though, like the guitar strapped on, playing the keyboards, like total devotion to the craft. Total devotion to the craft. Yeah, this is great. Jack of all trades. And that sums up temples, doesn't it? Total devotion to the craft. I think that would be a very kind way of putting it, yeah. Now, going back, I would like to ask you, Tom, what can you tell the people about this band right here, Tortian? Um, it's actually pronounced Torsion. <laughs> Who is that right there? And could you please explain what is going on? Um, this is me wearing a Texas tuxedo, I think. Which or a Canadian tuxedo, it's called also. Oh, is, is it? Oh, okay. Well, for the benefit of the viewers, a Canadian tuxedo. Um, yeah, I'm, I... I think it it looks great, especially with um, the uh, the white sneakers. Uh, Do you remember this era of Tom at all, James? Yeah, yeah. I think this is the stage when we were in rival bands, and um, I remember seeing their band, and they were incredibly tight, tight rock band, and I really envied how brilliantly they they were musically. I was deluded, and I thought you know my songwriting was far superior, but the playing wasn't, and they were a fantastic, fantastically tight band, and um, yeah. The t-shirts look cool. Is that a Ramones t-shirt? And what's the patch you have there? I think it's a skateboarding patch. We all used to skateboard when we were younger. So um, we still do whenever we can. But um, that's what that is. Yeah. And any other guys from the Thin Lizzy, Jack Daniels, Led Zepp? Yeah. I'm sure they've all gone on to other great things, you know. Um, Jack Daniels' new album's good. Yeah. Baboom. Yeah. So how long was it between Tor... Shun. Torsion and Temples, the big T bands. Um, I'd say a good eight years, maybe. That's quite impressive that you found this picture. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen that picture in my life. If we head to Ketron right now, there's a lot of shoe shops there, isn't there? Yeah, it's renowned for like making shoes, and um, they've still got like a lot of the factories still there, which is pretty cool. Um, but then they've got loads of crappy discount shoe places that just source all their shoes from abroad. So it's kind of, kind of counterintuitive if that's the right statement um you've got that brilliant kind of shoemaking uh, background but then you've got these crap shops that are selling really cheap plastic footwear and kettering what about the doc martin shop have you been to the doc martin shop of course yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's really good they do um like seconds so you can get stuff really cheap there and that's in wollaston yeah it is yeah yeah and they still make the i think there's like Dr. Martens are all like English made but they're not now so the real made in England ones are made in Wollaston and it's it's great yeah. how about the Swan Pub have you been to the Swan Pub <laughs> yeah yeah that's taken on many forms I think yeah it was called the Sawyers for a bit um, and is it the Swan again now <laughs> I don't yeah I think it's like they don't do music there anymore and um, but they used to have a jam night there which was good good fun what sort of drinks do you have what about Buck's Fizz what's a Buck's Fizz Buck's Fizz, well, orange juice and champagne, isn't it? Yeah, well, tell us about that. <laughs> is that it's a sort of champagne, isn't yeah. it? It's, a it's a sparkling wine. Sparkling um, water and orange and <laughs> vodka. Yeah, that's, the, that's the cheap version. Yeah. It, it's a fantastic drink and really thirst-quenching. Would you have that at the Swan at all? Uh, I'd probably stick to the beers mainly, I think. Yeah. Right. Only on special occasions, yeah. I think it's neat that there's Rockingham Castle. Rockingham Castle, and that's a private home, Rockingham? Rockingham Castle, yeah. That's, um, I've never actually been in the grounds, but it's, it's pretty I impressive. Have, yeah, when I was younger. But, um, but yeah, it's great. It's one of the many great bits of heritage we have in uh, the Northamptonshire area. It's like a private house, though, like a private house. It's incredible. Yeah, 
<laughs> I don't know much about it, um, but it's it's an impressive castle. How about the Beckwith Emporium? Have you ever gone skating there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah. With my girlfriend a couple of times, yeah. It's it's really nice. It's really it's nice to go there and laugh at the middle class people because you can kind of laugh at people that spend, you know, 10 quid on jam and we just jam around on, you know, ice skates yeah. trying to run people over. Lots of jam. How am I doing with the Kettering places? Anything I've missed out so far? Uh... You're doing pretty well. Yeah, most most of those places are sort of uh, circulate Kettering, yeah. um, but you know we kind of latch on to other places because there isn't much in Kettering. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think it's really cool, Temples, that you guys, Temples, are on Burger Records. You have a cassette on Burger Records. How'd you get on Burger Records? Um, we met Lee, who works at Burger, about a year and a half ago on a train to. Somewhere in Holland, I think. Eurosonic Festival? Eurosonic Festival, yeah. And we first got introduced to the the idea of having our album on on cassette. And, um, yeah, I think they asked and we said yes. And that's the album that has a triangular lodge in the cover, right? It does, yeah. The the triangular lodge. Yeah, what can you tell the people about the triangular lodge? It looks really cool. Like, you've gone in the basement and, like, checked out the secret tunnels down there. What's it like? What is that place for people that don't know? Crazy. You need to visit it, I think, for anybody... It's just a weird old building from like the 1500s that's just, it's just a complete, um, it's very English and very eccentric, um, you know, it's just, it's a really cool building. Have any other rock bands had their albums taken in front of them? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, that was one of the great things about doing it. We thought no one has actually done this. I don't think even any local band had done it, uh, who, who we know of, so... Yeah, it's good to be a first and team up with English Heritage. Now, aside from Les Paul, you guys are also into Chet Atkins? Yeah, that's, that's one of my big, big kind of inspirations, guitar-wise. Um, I just, I think it's, um, <clears throat> it's kind of like an orchestra he is by himself, which I think is really cool. Um, I'd love to hear what it'd sound like through a distortion pedal, though, because he's very clean and very clean-cut. But... Um, I just love the, the guitar that he used to use, which is the guitar that I now use. Not actually his. Maybe I could get hold of his. I love Temples that you guys rep Chet Atkins so hard. So I thought I would give you a Chet Atkins LP, Legendary Performer. Oh, fantastic. Wow. Now check it out. If you open, it has a little booklet. If you pull it out, there's a little booklet in there. And the booklet is incredible. It's filled with all sorts of little tidbits, like studio logs, pictures from when he was in high school and everything oh wow oh it's fantastic oh, fucking hell I'm allowed to swear how did you get turned on to Chet Atkins um I think it was the track Mr. Sandman um I saw like a live version of that on um on Betamax uh no it was on YouTube and um it was just really beautiful how he played and it was just him playing on a guitar and um, and that was it, really. You know, and I, th- I think he was a massive influence on a lot of guitar players, but I only learned that after I'd discovered him. I think George Harrison was really influenced by Chet Atkins as well. Well, I thought also I would give you, since you rapped Chet so hard, another Chet LP, the Teen Scene alternate cover from 1975. Oh, fantastic! Wow. Look at this, it guy. It's like Christmas. Do you guys collect alternate covers and stuff? You know, like a band will put out a record and have an alternate cover. Do you collect that sort of thing? If you can get it cheap enough, but usually it costs more, doesn't it, for the, the rarer stuff. Yeah. Have you been looking for any alternate covers at all? Um, I 
I've got most of the Birds LPs and I've got a few different sort of pressings of them but um, yeah, mainly like US and German pressings which is slightly different James, how much clothes do you wear from thrift shops? Um, probably 50% Like what you're wearing now, is any of that from a thrift shop? Shoes, yeah. Well, do you remember where you got them? Yeah, I got them in Nottingham from, uh, I can't remember the name of the place, but it's, it's just down from the Bodega Social, which is a venue that we played recently. And it's just a great little vintage shop. And they're really cheap, 25 quid. Get down there. And how about the fur, speaking of fur? This is, um, I think this is uh, Topshop Autumn Winter 2012, maybe. So old hat. And it's, um, I got this for like 20 quid on eBay. I also thought you have a cool blue velvet shirt. Where'd you get that? The cool blue velvet shirt. The one that everybody wears. The one that I think everyone's worn. Um, where did I get that? I think it was a charity shop. Yeah, so like a thrift shop in Ketrin. Um, yeah. Well, now that we're going over styles of temples, Tom, where'd you get your shirt? In Vancouver. Really? In Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Canadian connection. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> I ran out of shirts, so I bought another one. Yeah. Do you remember where you got it? Um, I think it was called Woo Vintage, mm-hmm. I think. But the, the woman in there was so nice that I thought I had to buy it. And That's I did. Ago, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Thanks for shouting out Vancouver. <clears throat> Thank you. What's the importance, James, of Sonic Boom Records? Oh, massively important. Um, it turned me on to psych music, I guess. Um, a guy called Gus, who's like... Um, it's almost like a, what you'd expect of a cliche record shop owner, like in that he's so passionate about music and he's like an encyclopedia and it's it's fantastic and um uh, yeah he he was the one that basically said you should get this nuggets record it will it will show you kind of just like the basics and um and it really did and then it kind of spurred me on from there to find whatever else i could so it was kind of loads of compilations buy them first find the artist you want see if they've got an album see if they had like a weird b-side and it just starts the whole trail off so it was great i think he, he sold me soft machine volume one and two on on cd uh, as well so yeah he's, he was a great guy he comes to our gigs every so often in England and um, I always say you're welcome the guest list and he's like are you sure and it's like for fuck's sake yes come in like, it's fine <laughs> did you also play there with Suki your band Suki we did play in there with Suki fucking hell that was the most nerve wracking gig I've ever done in my life because um, it was the first time I ever sang but like an acoustic kind of style gig and I bottled it. I started singing and just moved away from the mic. And um, there's only about 15 people watching. But it was absolutely horrendous to do. An important moment. It was. It was totally defying. I thought, I definitely don't want to be a musician. Lots, lots of records were watching, I think. So. What do you remember about Suki? Um, that James used to play in them. Yeah. One of, one of Kettering's heritage bands. No one. I saw that you guys played with the Cribs, too. We did, yeah. Um, it's funny, though, because we thought we would be, like, supporting them, you know, in the normal sense. But basically, both rooms are open. And what happened is the Cribs, there was a, a big cock-up with the lineup, And they confirmed too many support bands. So there was three supports. So they put us on, on the stage, the opposite room, after the Cribs. So technically, the Cribs supported us. But so we had all of their kind of, like like everyone walking out of their gig kind of deciding maybe whether to watch us which is obviously a really great feeling when you see people walk past the door and just go nah I have another gift for you guys right here Tonto's expanding head 
headband. What can you tell people about Tonto's expanding headband and Tonto? This is really interesting because I bought this record about six weeks ago. Um, but certainly not this pressing. <laughs> um, yeah, mine isn't gatefold. Wow. Yeah, incredible record. Um, River Song is, is probably my favourite on it. But it, yeah, it was all constructed and sequenced on a Tonto, um, which is a, a big synthesis device. Um, yeah, it's an incredible record, really futuristic. Like they made their own synth, which is incredible. Yeah, that's what we were in the process of doing. Yeah. yeah. You have quite a few cool keyboards. Like you have a Vox Super Continental, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, I've got a 1969 one which is um, really great and goes out of tune all the time so it's nice yeah where did you get it? Um, I can't I can't remember exactly I think it was for a friend and I picked it up from London for like 200 quid and it was all in pieces and I think I spent about 50 quid on it and got it up and running and at the time there was like probably like two or three on eBay so they were really sought after and um, so yeah it's still still going strong I know there's um, in a nearby town called Coventry um there's the old Fox factory uh, where they made some of the, the original organs. And I, I took the one I had to be repaired there once and the guy who repaired it um, was one of the guys who actually built it, which is quite interesting. The Vox factory is still there? Yeah. Well, I think it's now like a, it's like a multi-repair. Um, you know, they repair like Hammond organs and any and like electric pianos. Well, that would be amazing to go searching around that place. Yeah. yeah, maybe they'll let us in one day. Yeah, hopefully. And James, you're not afraid of Paul Anka, are you? No, I love a bit of a little bit of fifties cheese. Um, Canadian fifties cheese. Is it really? It's not cheesy. I've, you know, proper important fifties music. Um, yeah, put your put your head on my shoulder. I just love that song. I love the backing vocals on it, and um, I kind of wish that it's one of those tracks that is so like sweet and innocent. I kind of wish like Joe Meek got his hands on it because with those backing vocals, I can imagine him really, you know, like fucking around with it and speeding it up and putting it through his echo chamber be cool how about other groups like the poets are you guys into the poets at all uh, from Scotland yeah they're good I am so blue that's a great song what do you guys know about the Naz the, the brilliant band and like completely unique and and really inspiring yeah Todd Rundgren yeah big, big fan big fan of Todd <laughs> I was thinking, you know, the Naz, you probably know about Todd Rundgren, but I thought I'd get you another gift here. It's the 30th anniversary of Ugly Things fanzine, and there's an article right there all about the Naz featuring an interview with Stooky, <laughs> the singer of the Naz. Yeah, if you open it up right there, all sorts of information on them, including them being banned from recording in England. Oh, right. I did not know that. They were not allowed to record in England because they were listed as singers and not a rock group. Sinners or singers? <laughs> singers, yeah. I guess the sinners they wouldn't be allowed in either, but boom. This is from Ugly Things Fanzine and has all bunch of great other stuff like on the Seeds, Radiators from Space, from Ireland as well. But I thought you might be interested in something from Stooky, the singer of the Naz. What do you think about the vocals in the Naz? Because I know you love the guitar. What do you guys think about the vocals? Brilliant, yeah. whiny and Very fantastic. Yeah. yeah, they almost sound like pitch shifters or like they have a real kind of scoop quality, mm-hmm. sort of like the Beatles on acid. All sorts of neat little tidbits here in Ugly Things. And this whole article is actually written by Greg Prevost from the legendary band, the Chesterfield Kings. So all sorts of info there. That's great. Thank you very much. Oh, Oh, sure. No problem. Are you guys into fanzines? Are you into magazines and stuff like that? Yeah. 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 
Great. Um, what's, it, what's the shindig? I guess is like the new one that's kind of focusing on the more, I guess, psych kind of scene and the kind of garage rock. But um, our good friend does a little. I used to do like a little fanzine thing. Is it a fanzine? I don't know. What was it called? Uh, well, our, our friend Henry does one called Applecore, and um, he brings it round with us on tour, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It broadens people's horizons. James of Temples, yeah. you like drawing, don't you? Yes, I do actually. Um, in my in my spare time, you know, when I'm not sipping tea and visiting the Dr. Martin's factory, I like to do a bit of doodling with a pencil. I heard you're pretty good at it. Like, did you give your girlfriend a France Gall and Jane Birkin drawing? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was um, this was um, when I had even less money than I had now. I used to draw her her presents for like birthday and Christmas. So. Um, and we kind of met through me selling her a painting in the first place, of which she paid for, and I never gave her the money back, which was a Buddy Holly painting. It was one that you painted? Yeah, it's like how we met, yeah. Where were you selling it? Just on Facebook. <laughs> Speaking of gear and stuff, did Edwin Collins give you a 70-pound mic? Yeah, he gave us some. Um, it's probably worth more. It's, it's, a, it's a ribbon mic from, like, I guess the 60s. It used to be owned by, like, the BBC. And I was thinking like 70 pounds, it was like really heavy. Oh, right. Yeah, boom. Heavy, yeah, yeah, exactly. Can you describe it? What is it like? Like, it sounds pretty cool. Edwin Collins giving you a mic? Yeah, it's, um, I cheekily kind of noticed he had like a tray of mics. And I was like, oh, you've got quite a lot of these. And he was just like, oh, if you want, you can have, have that one. It hasn't got a stand for it, but you can have it. And I was just like, okay. And it needed a bit of fiddling around with. So um, I, got, I got a bit of sellotape out and fixed it. And it's still in that state. I haven't took it to anybody. And it's, um, yeah, it's just like, I think if you see the photos of like the Beatles in the cavern, um, it's, it's that mic. It's the same type of mic, a Reslo ribbon mic. So the history you're thinking must be pretty incredible on it. Yeah, I, d- I have no idea who sang through it or, you know, who, who didn't. But How did Edwin get it? Yeah, ex-BBC, I think. So I think the BBC sell equipment when they get new stuff. And I think it gets kind of passed on, goes to this place where you can buy it off the BBC, apparently. We don't have access to that. Otherwise, we'd want, you know, an EMI desk. But yeah. His studio is amazing. Though. It's yeah. just full of old equipment. Yeah. Collected over the years. So. How about Torag? You ever been to that studio? We haven't, but I'd love to because it's, was it Liam Watson, is it? Yeah. Um, proper analog studio. So that's, there's something really beautiful about that. I think um, we'll probably go there and have a little visit. Maybe do like a live, live recording or something. Yeah. You're also into old tambourines? Yeah, <laughs> I'll collect them, but it's not a very good collection at the moment. It's like, I've got like about six. How old are they? Could you describe them? What are they like? I've got one stag one, which probably is about £10 from any music shop in England. And then I've got ones that I just find in thrift shops. The oldest one's probably early 70s. It, it sounds like, it's like crap, but that's kind of what you want, I think. You don't want it to sound clean. Lastly, lastly here, Temples in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Tom, you're repping Vancouver with a very Vancouver shirt, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Bought at Woo in Vancouver. <laughs> and I loved, you guys also mentioned JK and Company. JK and Company. He's from Vancouver. Does that ring any bells, JK and Company? Yeah, great album. Fly. Good send-off. Total psychedelic album. Yeah. Sounds like Radiohead. <laughs> Except recorded in like 67 or something like that in Vancouver, BC, Canada. There you go. And we're here. Why should people care about temples? Why should people care? Why should people care about temples? Why should people care? Because it doesn't take a lot of effort to care. 
All right. Well, thanks so much, Temples. Keep on rocking in the free world and do, 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 do. Still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there Temples from Kettering, England with Shelter Song. And before that, an interview with Temples from Kettering, England. And right now on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, we're joined by the Witster. Hello, Witster. Hi, Nardwar. How are you? Good. Who are you and what are you doing here? Please explain. I am the Witster. I come came all the way from Winnipeg on a trip, and I'm an overnight DJ on a fellow college station called CKUW. 
And you also are staying on Bowen Island in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada as well. I am. My parents have a house there, so I'm staying at their place while they're in Morocco, Africa. Now, what's interesting, Witzer, is you've come to the Nardwater Human Serviette radio show here today, and you've brought some memories. You kind of tie into what I'm going to be playing coming up at the Nardwater Human Serviette radio show. Coming up, I'm going to have an interview with the rapper Gunplay from Miami, and you were saying you have had some Miami experience. Yes, yeah, that's Miami, Florida, not Miami, Manitoba. There is a Miami, Manitoba. I did not know that. Yeah, there's a Miami, Manitoba, and I have been to Miami, Florida. I used to work on the cruise ships for many years, and Miami was the home base, which is the the home of Gunplay, the hometown. Yes, Gunplay is from Miami, and you were saying you drove a Zamboni on a cruise ship. How in, Canadian? In, in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. Can you please explain this to the people? Yeah, the uh, the ship that I was on was the largest ship of the at the of the world at the time, and on deck two they had an ice rink the size of the neutral zone of a hockey rink. And had a baby Zamboni, which I got to drive on a daily basis for the ice shows that we did. And what was even funnier, something I didn't tell you, the two people that taught me how to drive that Zamboni were from Trinidad. Whoa. Yes. And what's really interesting is you probably were wearing shorts while driving that Zamboni. Of course. I wear shorts all year round, even in the Winnipeg winter. That's what I was thinking. In Winnipeg, you also drive the Zamboni, don't you? Actually, I don't. I time keep. Oh, okay. I yeah, thought yeah. You've had no urge to drive the Zamboni at all. I've had my time on the Zamboni. So you're on this cruise ship. You're driving the Zamboni. Are a lot of people skating? Not while I'm driving it, but they are there t- videotaping me driving the Zamboni on a ship in the Gulf of Mexico. Bam, boom. And I thought you were going to say the two people that taught me how to drive the Zamboni were the band Nelson, because you actually experienced the band Nelson. They were down, you partied with the band Nelson. Yeah, they, were your, they were your co-workers, right? Uh, yeah, they were performing on the ships, and uh, they didn't have their long hair at the time. They chopped off their locks, their golden locks. What was the reaction to them? How did the crowd like them? Oh, the crowd loved them. Because they tied in their their show with their dad's show, because their dad Ricky Nelson, yeah. You know, so they he would they would play some of his tunes along with their Nelson tunes. So coming up on the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show, the rapper Gunplay from Miami, and we're here with the Witster from Winnipeg, from Winnipeg, Manitoba, and the call letters and station, so people can tune into your show. Okay, my show is called B Sides and Other Treats, and the station I'm at is called CKUW ninety five point nine FM. And it, you can check it out at ckuw.ca well, you know, on the computer. And we do stream our shows live. And there's also a podcast to listen to old shows. So my show's on at on Tuesday nights, 10 p.m. Vancouver time. So I'm on at midnight Winnipeg time for three hours. And how cold was it again in Winnipeg? And you were wearing your shorts, no I was, joke. Yeah, I was wearing my shorts except for three days. One of them I had to because of work. One of the days. And it was minus 40 Plus the wind chill. So what were you wearing aside from the shorts to keep warm? I had a couple of layers of hoodies and jackets. Any you recommend for the people moving to Winnipeg that are listening to this? Don't wear shorts in the winter. Oh, what about moving to Winnipeg? What sort of jacket should you get? Or don't move to Winnipeg? Uh, if, you, if you have to move to Winnipeg for work or whatever reason, say you're getting married or whatever, wear, buy a nice parka. 
Right now, we're going to play something by Canada's heavy metal legend Thor. And I mentioned Bowen Island. You're staying on Bowen Island here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where the 19, I think it was 73 movie Food of the Gods was actually filmed on Bowen Island. There's a lot of movies been filmed on Bowen, but an AIP classic, Food of the Gods, where they had like these giant rats that came out and terrorized people. And the way they made them giant rats is they just put the camera closer to a rat and it made them look really big. Anyways, that's Bowen Island. And you were saying you actually caught Thor on Bowen Island, Canada's heavy metal legend? Back around 1998-99, Thor himself was performing at a festival called Bowfest. And uh, he did, I didn't realize he was going to be performing until he got up on stage and there he was. He, but he did not bend any steel for us. Or blow up any hot water bottles. No hot water bottles. Everybody was safe from the hot water bottles. How, maybe that's why he's still around today. Thank you, Thor. And Thor has given me his brand new CD, Thunderstrike 2. Thunderstrike 2 by Thor. And we're going to hear the track Coming of Thor by Canada's heavy metal legend, Thor. And this is brand new from Thor, Canada's heavy metal legend. Which, there anything else you want to add to the people out there at all about Thor, about Miami, or about radio in Winnipeg? I do have one thing to say. I just want to say it's an honor to be on the air with Nardwar, the human serviette, I've listened to you on the radio. I've seen you on TV and on the internet. Thank you for having me on here. Oh, well, thank you for dropping by. It's so awesome to be able to speak to fellow radiosters. Yeah. People should get involved in college radio, shouldn't they? It, Campus it, radio is so fun. Yeah, no matter it? what city you're in, volunteer at the stations. It's fun. I'm enjoying it. I've been there for nearly a year, and I'm having a blast still. All right, Whitster, thanks so much. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do do the loop do Doot doot. Civilization reigns the mighty warrior himself, Thor! Thor the Hurler, Colossus of Cosmic Justice, wields a mighty hammer for he who sired him, Odin, God of Gods!
the coming of... are you uh my name is gunplay don logan i'm out of this world you could welcome to my universe i'm jupiter jack how are you gunplay welcome to south by southwest austin texas i don't know gunplay right off the bat are there gonna be more episodes of wwf friday night dog oh of course you know i love ddt and and suflex and shit you know what i mean so you know uh i'm gonna be vlog number two is coming real soon you know like you were fighting dogs please explain yeah i don't fight dogs i fight the dogs you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's what i do so um yeah i'll just be turned up man for no reason you know it's like to wrestle fish with the captain yeah 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 i jumps in the water and uh, i wrestle the fish i catch them by hand in the ocean in the lake whatever you know what i'm saying captain fred yeah shout out to captain fred yeah man and you kiss fish too don't you do you kiss fish gunplay yeah they try to kiss me so you know I, you know i love the fans you know they're all fans <laughs> gunplay i thought it's amazing you did a track with tip drill tip drill yeah tip drill that's the homegirl from miami man shout out to tip man you already know when did you first meet her? What was her act like when you met Tip Drill, for the people that don't know? Um, you know, Tip Drill, she's a hustler out there in the clubs, you know what I'm saying? And I'm a hustler out here on these streets, so we just made it happen on the record with, with Trina, you know what I mean? We redid uh, Nan Nigga. Gunplay, when did you first meet Tip Drill? 
Oh, I met her in the club. You know what I'm saying? She's a hustler in the club. I'm a hustler out here on these streets. What was her act in the club? Could you please describe? Because I understand she made like 20000 a night sometimes. Yeah, yeah. She gets money. You know what I'm saying? Uh, she's, she's a, uh, a red-skinned uh, go-getter. You know what I'm saying? High yellow banana skin go-getter. And then she had that accident, too, where she lost a kidney? What happened there? That was awful. Yeah, she, um, I don't know what she lost, but I, I, I know she broke a few bones or something. She fell from the, uh, the ceiling in KOD. You know, she's wild with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, now, speaking of King of Diamonds, I wanted to ask you about this gentleman right here, Gunplay, Disco Rick, Wiggle Wiggle. Yeah, shout out to Disco Rick, man. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. He's now, uh, he's over there at KOD too, man. He's a manager over there, man. Shout out to Disco Rick. What's up, boy? <laughs> What's the importance of Disco Rick? OG pioneer in Miami, right? For rap? Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, um, um, him and Uncle Luke and everybody else, you know, the originators of the, uh, 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 you know, Miami's the originator of twerking, man. You know what I'm saying? When you see all these girls twerking, that started in Miami, you know what I'm saying? So, shout out to all oh, Disco Rick, you know what I'm saying? I think he don't got the gold tooth no more. I don't know. I think he got rid of it. I don't know. <laughs> Gunplay, did you almost die on the Bronx Queen? Yeah, I was supposed how did, hey, what the hell? Man, this man is the feds. Um, um my, my my father used to take me out fishing in the Bronx and shit to take me out to projects and um every weekend we used to go on the Bronx Queen. And just this one particular weekend I ain't go. We ain't go. I think we went to like somewhere else to go fish and um I think Montauk or something like that up uh, upstate a little bit and the the boat sank and a few people on board died and stuff and um I'm just happy that I wasn't on that motherfucker you know you caught a nine pounder on your ninth birthday yep nine pound bluefish you are the feds nine pound bluefish on my ninth birthday you know what I'm saying and my old boy caught a ten pounder you know what I mean they gaffed him and brought them back up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that the biggest fish that you've caught? Um, nah, I just caught a, uh, I just caught a 15 pound uh, blue amberjack out there off the coast of uh, Fort Lauderdale uh, a couple of days ago. What do you think about dogfish? Ever caught dogfish? And yeah, do you ever dog, eat dogfish? Dogfish shark? Yeah, they're, they're dogfish shark. I caught those out there in um, Sheep's Head Bay. They have they have no teeth. They got uh, like bristles on their on their on their teeth. You know what I mean? They're not really harmful, but they they grow to about this big. Yeah. What do you think about dogfish? Like eating dogfish is not the best, is it? Uh, I won't eat no dogfish, but you know, just to say that you know uh, I caught one is, is is cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can play. Got another gift for you right here. Have ODB original issue there for you. The deluxe edition. Yeah, this is the original. It's heavy. Hell yeah. How is this important to Gunplay, ODB? He's the old dirty bastard and I am the young dirty bastard. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, ODB was, uh, was a pioneer of being yourself, of, uh, uh, of just whatever the fuck comes to mind, say it. You know what I mean? So I get a lot of my uh, my influence from ODB, absolutely, yeah. This is a deluxe edition, and I was curious, when you're fishing, is this what you'd be listening to? When did you get into ODB? Is that when you're fishing in the Bronx? Um, no, I got into ODB when I started snorting cocaine. You know what I'm saying? And um, just really getting high as fuck, man, and just saying whatever the fuck, you know what I wanted to say. And uh, he was he was the guy that I, that, I, that I thought, you know, that I should emulate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gunplay, you worked at KB Toys for 10 years? Hell fuck no. Who told you that? I was just curious. How long did you work there? I never worked, man. <laughs> I never had no fucking job. I had no fucking KB Toy Store, man. I got them toys. I got them stickers, but we ain't got no, no job at no damn KB, man. You tripping. <laughs> Gunplay, Rick Ross. Did you meet him at MIA Productions? 
Yeah, yeah. I, re- I met Rick Ross um, through a, a, a mutual friend of mine that um, he started a, a, a record label back in the 90s called uh, MIA Productions. I was the first artist. And um, he told me, man, I met this dude named Teflon Don, and he's like the down south biggie. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, let's work. So I met him, and, um, you know, it's been history ever since. Going back to Miami, influences. This is an important fellow, isn't it? JT Money. Yeah, that's my dog. You know what I'm saying? The bitch eyes. You know what I'm saying? That's my dog right there, JT. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. When did you first encounter him? Um, I first met um, JT Money in the after hours spot down there in Miami. You know what I'm saying? Um, just kicking it, chopping it up in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? And um, just letting them know how influential he was on, on, on me in Miami, you know, as a whole. And um, I fought with Dog. He's a real nigga. You know what I'm saying? Him, Trick Daddy, and all of them. You know what I mean? That's the era I'm from, really. Yeah. Gunplay, also want to ask you about right here, DJ Uncle Al. Are you down with DJ Uncle Al at all? Of course. I, n- I, never, got, I never got a chance to meet him, but um, he was uh, he was the biggest underground DJ in Miami. You know what I'm saying? Every, anytime he had a party, you know what I'm saying? Everybody went to Al party. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was too young to jump off the porch as, as of yet, but, um, you know, by the time I did... Um, the unfortunate demise, you know what I mean, happened already. But um, yeah, DJ Uncle Al, that's that, 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 that's it right here. Gunplay quote from the Miami New Times: Growing up, I would beat the shit out of you anytime, anywhere, for whatever. Right, and that still stands. <laughs> Could you please explain a bit more about that gunplay? Um, you know, sometimes you know people just be out of pocket. You know what I mean? And I gotta, I gotta put them in their place. You know what I mean? And and I'm far from a pussy, so you know I'm with whatever at any time. You know what I mean? I'm chilling though. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just kicking it, man. You know, trying to make me a, a album. Living Legend is coming on the way. Gunplay heading over to Carroll City. Yeah, heading over to Carroll City. Where are we going? Gunplay, the Carroll City Flea Market. The Carroll Market, yeah, Carroll City Flea Market, man. I walk through there, you know what I mean, with my chest out, and you know what I mean, it ain't never no problems, man, and uh, yeah. And you yeah. rented it out for a video, too, didn't you? Did you rent it out? How much does it cost to rent out the Carroll City Flea Market? No, nah, they gave me that for free, because that's my city, you know what I mean? They let me do my thing. They let me chase my partner around the, uh, around the flea market and shit like that and shoot in there for a little bit until the crowd started getting thick, you know what I mean? Then we had to take it out back, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was awesome. You didn't have to rent it out. That was been so fun running around in there. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. You know, you know, to do what I love, man. Shooting, vi- directing videos, shooting videos, and uh, I just picked that location, um, and um, for a video I did called Jump Out. Carroll City, the pink and white buildings. Do you know that? That's where Flo Rida grew up. Do you know that area where Flo Rida grew up? Yeah, that's the APTs, Thirty Seven Ave. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, and um, and down the street is where I where I hustled at One Ninety First, the front. You know what I mean? Shout out to Shy. Shout out to Nard Streetborn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Gunplay, do you have a bomb shelter? I'm building one now. Absolutely a bunker. Where yeah. do you get the plans for that? Because in the 1950s, they had bomb shelters. Where do you get plans now? How are you modeling it? Uh, What's going to be in your bomb shelter? Um, um, bitches, beer, and, 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 and weed, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ba-boom. <laughs> Bada-bing, bada-boom, man. How deep are you going to go in there for the bomb shelter? Is it really like in your backyard? Is that where you're going to have it, or is it going to be in a remote location? Yeah, it's going to be in a remote location with a remote control. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gunplay, you have to build a bird group. 
Bilderberg Group. That's right, BBG, Big Black Guns. What to do? Now, has your Bilderberg Group been contacted by the other Bilderberg Group? Any contact? I hope not. Please don't holler at me, man. I, I just I, I like what y'all got going on, man, and I'm just trying to emulate the great, man. You know what I'm saying? And um, be behind the scenes with the music, running the music just like they run the world. Now, you're also on Def Jam Gunplay, right? Yep, 30th, 30th anniversary this year. Now, how is Def Jam treating you? Did they give you health insurance? Uh, <laughs> hey, G, what's up, man? Y'all gonna give me some uh, health insurance? Nah. Maybe can we pan over there? Who are you talking to over there? Talking to AG right there. <laughs> and that's the A and R at uh, Def Jam right there. He promised me health insurance, so he got you. Tell them. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Obamacare and shit, man. Did you try Obamacare at all? Because, you know, that website crashed when they had launched Obamacare and everything. Yeah, I think you got to get a chip or something like that. And you ain't going to chip me, Jack. You know what I mean? I get the chips, but you ain't going to chip me. <laughs> Gunplay, do you have a Toyota Tercel? Hell no, nah, I ain't got no Toyota Tercel, man. I used to have one. I used to have about two, three of them. You know what I'm saying? When I used to hustle, I turned my trap and uh, I put it on wheels. I had a Toyota Tercel, Toyota Corolla, and I had a uh, um, some little Mitsubishi something. You know what I mean? And I'll switch up cars all day and hustle and that. But as for now, I drive a CL63 AMG Jack. <laughs> but the Toyota served you well, though. Served you well, eh? It got me right here to Austin, Texas, didn't it? <laughs> Baboon with gun. Play. <laughs> gun play food snap. Snappers. Did you ever go to Snappers? Yeah, I love Snappers down there in Miami, man. You know what I mean? Um, getting uh, uh, fried shrimp and and, and and shit like that. And, you know, when I feel my seafood kick coming, you know what I mean? I go over there. Jamaican Pantry at all in Miami Gardens? Yeah, um, shout out to um, um, Jamaican Pantry. Oh, yeah, 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 the pantry. Um, yeah, I, I, but I eat at... Um, Matari's, it's called Lorna's, but we know the owner, so we call it Matari's, you know what I mean? Shout out to Matari's, man, you know what I mean? Whatever they put in their food, it just blows up in your stomach because I can only eat a half a plate, so one plate will last me the whole day. So if you were looking for some good yard food, you go to um, Matari's. You just like Spondivits in Atlanta? What do you can explain about Spondivits? Yeah, I love Spondivits, man. I get the Alaskan king crab, man, and I think be jumping about the, uh, out the bucket like that, you know what I'm saying? I get that right there. I love seafood, bro. Gunplay, do you want to make a custom controller for an Xbox? Yeah, I got the custom controllers coming. It's called Prestige Control. You know, I, I got the idea when I was on house arrest and I was, uh, you know, fighting, you know, fight night champion and playing Call of Duty and I get pissed off and I break the controller and I would go through about three, four controllers a week and I just was tired of that bullshit. So I said, I'm going to make up my own controller that was made of rubber mallet. Uh, the rubber that the mallets have is going to be all that. You know what I mean? And then from there, my idea just started spreading to making my own customized controller so and they say you have what kind of xbox you got an xbox they say what kind of controller you got you know what i'm saying it's going to be mine you know streets control you also have another business, perhaps, the Apples and Oranges Escort business, yeah. a web-based thing? Yeah, that was, that was Apples and Onions. That was the old That was the old name, you know what I mean? That was just going to box me into a, a certain demographic, so I, 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 I switched the name to Hush. Um, have you seen her? You understand what I'm saying? We got a few bitches online now, a few women online now, and um, we're we about to do our thing this year. You know, you're going to see them in a few videos coming up. 
you know, that Bilderberg's putting out. Shout out to Perrion J. Key. You know what I'm saying? He's the co-president and vice president. You know what I'm With Hush, I'm interested. You mentioned web. How hard is it to get people to pay for stuff on the web? Like, nobody wants to pay for anything on the web. Why would they pay for your services? You know, people like to steal stuff on the web. See, because with me, like, I, I, I pay for porn on the web. You know what I'm saying? So I know what I know what I want to see. I know what I would pay for. And I would pay for the natural big booty bitches. So what I'm going to have is a spinoff on Hush. When you click on it, it's going to be a whole nother site of the natural small waists, fat asses. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be probably like $49.99 reoccurring charge. So it don't matter once you say, you know, if you don't cancel, we still going to hit that account up. <laughs> you know your web stuff. Oh, yeah. Believe that. <laughs> Gunplay. One of your lyrics I like to quote here. Always in some trouble. Doo-doo on her. What's that? Always in some trouble. Doo-doo on her what? Doo-doo. Gunplay. Doo-doo on her. Some lyrics for gunplay. Doo-doo on her. I can't remember gunplay. Thong. Doo-doo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just, you know, nasty bitches with doo-doos on their thong, doo-doo on her thong and shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, they be thinking they all hot and shit and sexy and shit. That thong come down, that thing get, get a different color right there. That shit ain't right, man. Clean your thong, bitch. <laughs> Clean your ass. <laughs> Gunplay, how old are your dreads? Because they are incredible. Like, they're incredible. How old are they? Oh, uh, they're 10 years old, man. They're babies. <laughs> how worried were you when you went to jail that they'd make you cut it off? How did they not cut them off? Because I never, I didn't get charged. I beat it. I gave the state, the state of Florida back. You know what I mean? That time, I shot that right back to them. You can have that. So 10 years, how are you doing? Would you like to grow them longer? Like, how do you compare to other people that have dreads for 10 years? Because they look amazing. Yeah, these are not dreads. These are called wickets. You know what I'm saying? Down in Miami, we call these wickets. Yeah, so these are other people's dreads. They go to the hair salon and get their shit done. You know what I mean? That's foo-foo. That's funny, man. You know what I'm saying? We don't do that, man. We, we just let them bitches lock and grow, Jack. Is there any particular style that you've got them into? Because I've noticed they're kind of tied in the back. Do you vary it for different occasions? Yeah, I just, you know, be tired of having that big-ass shit on my back all the damn time. I feel like the royal on my shoulders, so I just tie it up sometimes just to give uh, my neck, uh, you know what I mean, a chance to chill out. You know what I mean? Gunplay, have you been to the Trailglades Gun Ranch at all recently? Gun Shooting Ranch? Uh, the, the Gun Range, Mikasuki. Yeah, that's where they violated my, 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 my probation. I was on probation for a gun charge. And, uh, you know, just like I usually do, I work at all the time. And I, I went out there to shoot a video at the Gun Range. I bought a few AKs, bought a few shotguns, a few handguns. And um, three months later, two months later, or nine days before my probation was up, they kicked my door in and uh, hand me up in my boxes, man, and, 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 and took me to jail, man, violated me, man. I was like, some bullshit, man. So watch out for the internet. They are watching. The Fed are watching <laughs> with gunplay at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know what I mean? Watch me, man. I'm here. Gunplay, did you ever hand out mixtapes at Heat Games at all? At Heat Games? Nah, I never even been to a Heat Game, bro. You know, um, I used to hand them out at TJ's DJ's up there in Tallahassee. I had the big box of uh, Rick Ross CDs, Future of the South, and I used to hand them out. And some niggas would be like, nah, I'm straight. And I'd be like, well, fuck, niggas don't listen to this shit no way, nigga. And you know what I mean? That's how, that's how serious I'm, I am about, about my partner and about my, 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 my company, Maybach Music. So what's the trick then to getting somebody to pick up your mixtape? Um, um, you just handed it out, just to be very serious. Yeah, I, I handed out to him. You know, I might come with a sales pitch if you if you uh, if, if you looking standoffish. I might give you a sales pitch right quick, and uh, and then if you don't get it, then I will probably call you a fuck nigga. You know what I'm saying? 
that's how I used to be. You know what I mean? Well, thanks so much, Gunplay. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Yeah, man. Look out for Bilderberg Group, man. BBG, Big Black Guns. That's what it is, man. It's my label right there. Shout out to Perion J. Key. Fee Love. She going to do big things this year, next year. Shout out to Mass Pike Miles. Shout out to Orlando. Shout out to Def Jam. Shout out to Ricky Rose. Go get that mastermind. Doing big numbers the first week. Shout out to Nard War, the War of Nard. You already know. <laughs> Why should people care about gunplay? Why should people care? Because gunplay cares about the people, man. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, gunplay. Keep on rocking in the free world and do, 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 do. <laughs> now, the big sound of box, guitars, amps, and continental organ. Vox. Vox. Vox is the sound. The Stones The Animals, Jerry and the Pacemakers, the Dave Clark Five, the Kings, four of the other Raiders, they all use Vox. It's what's happening. Vox. Vox. Vox is the sound, the sound at the top. Vox. It's what's happening, baby. And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there a commercial for Vox recordings, i.e. Vox recording instruments from July 1966, an uh, allusion to the Temples, who I interviewed earlier on, Denard Ward, a human serviette radio show. And before that, an interview with, from Miami, Florida, Gunplay. Right now on the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show, gonna play something that was sent to me by Muffler Crunch. Hello, Muffler Crunch. Gonna play something right now, as I mentioned, by the band Muffler Crunch. Thank you for sending me this incredible package. I love it. We're gonna hear the track The Call. And you should picture right now Angie on lead vocals and Sparky the guitar on vocals as well. Oh, okay, hold on. We have drums. We have drums and lead vocals, Angie. We have Sparky the guitar on vocals and we also have Luke. Well, Basically, what I'm saying here right now is it's time to hear some Muffler Crunch. Thank you, Muffler Crunch, for this particular track. Muffler Crunch on the Nardward Human Serviette Radio Show.
I'm in love with the city ooh, ooh, Lost my time in the city
deseado Me han enseñado cómo juegan los soldados Me han dado un nombre como a todos mis hermanos You're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there a bit of a mixture of things. You just heard right there the Nalgas from Mexico. Got that at South by Southwest, handed to me on the street. Some Mexican punk rock, the Nalgas. And before that, from Glasgow, Scotland, we heard. Pause, who are playing tonight at the Electric Owl. They're opening up for We Are Scientists. That is at the Electric Owl tonight at 8.30. And we heard Pause from Glasgow, Scotland with the song Tongues. And before that, we heard Wilfred N. and the Grown Men from Edmonton, Alberta. Thank you so much, Wilfred, for sending me this release. It's basically right here, uh, EP slash LP, remix type thing. And we heard I'm in Love with the City by Wilfred N. and the Grown Men. And more information on Wilfred N. and the Grown Men can be found at Wilfred N. And the grown men dot com from Edmonton, Alberta. And we began with from Hull, Quebec, Muffler Crunch featuring, and we finally figured this out. Thank you very much, Mike. We heard that Angie is doing drums and lead vocals, and Luke is playing guitar and vocals. It's the Sparky is the name of Luke's guitar. So the two piece from Hull, Quebec, Muffler Crunch. 
did the tune The Call that we played on the Nardwarda Human Survey Radio Show. And thank you again, Muffler Crunch, for sending me this release. And right now, to end the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, we have something that was sent to me again by Manolis from Hamilton, Ontario. And it's Jamie... Ryan Downey's band No Shoes One Sock and we are going to hear from the Thoughts on Air cassette a whole bunch of tracks so thank you so much Manolis for sending me this from Hamilton Ontario and thank you Jamie Ryan Downey and again the name of this band is No Shoes One Sock and we're going to hear a bunch of tracks from Jamie Ryan Downey and Jamie has an amazing cassette label Therapin T-E, or Terrapin, T-E-R-R-A-P-I-N. Tons of cassettes, tons of CDs. We're going to hear as much as we can from No Shoes, One Sock, Hamilton, Ontario. Jamie, Ryan, Downey, and thank you again, Manolis, for sending this to me. Manolis from Hamilton, Ontario. And do 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 Jamie, Ryan, Downey! Thank you. 